The Ira Kaufman Podcast is presented by Bill Curry Ford, one mile north of Raymond James Stadium on the east side. Bill Curry Ford, a Tampa tradition since the 1950s, still family owned by the Curry family. General Manager Sean Sullivan, he's got a $500 gift card waiting for you just to order a vehicle online through their concierge custom ordering system. It's so easy, no deposit. Every new vehicle at Bill Curry Ford gets a nationwide lifetime warranty. They've got a great pre-owned selection. Other offers are there. The Ira Kaufman discount is always in effect. Just ask for it or Joe Bucks fan. Bill Curry Ford, the Giant is back. Their great new futuristic dealership is open. All that work is done. Tampa's never seen anything like it. Get to Bill Curry Ford today or call them up and start shopping now at BillCurryFord.com. Why do I got to get the wrath of uh, Buck fans? Because I'm the only one that mentions these things. Stevie, why? Buccaneers fans, here he is, Ira Kaufman, the sage of Tampa Bay sports, the baron of Big Storm Beer, Tampa Bay's biggest Chiefs fan. He's Mr. Bill Curry Ford himself, Ira Kaufman, the custodian of Canton. I'm Steve Isbitz of JoeBucksFan.com. Lee Decamper is on uh, on patrol in Vegas. He's not here with us today, Ira. Uh, we can't speak for his uh, shenanigans and hard work, but we will hear all about it later this week. Before uh, the Super Bowl kicks off on Sunday, we're recording on Wednesday, and uh, lots to hit on, Ira. You know what? The Bucks have a new offensive coordinator. I know you soaked in his meeting with the press, some of his other interviews, some other commentary you've seen, and uh, Sage, I, I hear you've been uh, two hours on the tennis court today. That is un- an unbelievable number for a man of your uh, uh, sageness and uh, life uh, experience. But uh, the weather is beautiful. Uh, how are you, Iron? What's up? Well, Stevie, I, I got two takeaways from uh, Mr. Cohn's uh, news conference. One, and he said as much. And I like the fact that he seems as open uh, as Dave Canales at the podium. I think the guy's going to be good. Of course, when you're uh, bouncing off uh, Byron Leftwich, you, you, you're going to look good at the podium. Two things, Steve. One, get the ball to your playmakers. Now, look, that sounds good. That sounds easy. No problem. But it's a little bit of a different philosophy, I think, Steve, than what's been going on around here. And let's face it, the offense has not been very good the past two seasons. Has not. Two different coordinators. Two different quarterbacks. And the philosophy, I think, Steve, that has guided this offense, we're going to take what the defense gives us. That, that's the, the bottom line. Uh, we're going to adjust to what the defense... I, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that from Cone. What I heard is we're going to get the ball to our playmakers. Hopefully, Mike Evans is one of them. Chris Godwin is one of them. Rashad White is one of them. Perhaps Kate Otten. I don't think he's at that level yet. Trey Palmer, not at that level yet, Steve. But, Steve, it sounds like that if Mike Evans is back on this team this fall and he's covered and maybe even double covered, Steve, and it's a crucial situation, they are going to throw the ball to Mike Evans and count on him to make the play. And I don't think that's a bad philosophy. I think most of the time, they'll either come down with the ball or draw a flag. I think we might be done with, uh, we'll take what the defense gives us. And that's, in essence, and a lot of teams say it, to me, that's a little bit of a passive attitude. Uh, I'm not saying you got to be Al Davis, we take what we want. You know, that's Al Davis. The, you know, there, there is no other Al Davis. But we're going to Mike Evans, we're going to Godwin, uh, and I don't care what the defense uh, uh, commands or uh, draws up on a board what, that we should do. 
this is what we're going to do. I think that was very refreshing from Cohn. Now, Steve, the other part, which I think is just as interesting, and I don't think you're going to argue. I touched on it last week. I believe it even more firmly this week, Steve, after hearing him uh, at the podium. We thought Baker Mayfield had some influence, Steve, for sure, in this search for the offensive coordinator and maybe even what's going on with these free agents. Steve, we, we underestimated it. We understated it, Steve. I'm not going to say he's running the show. They do have a general manager who's pretty good in Jason Light. But, Steve, it looks like, by all indications, they are catering to a great extent to Baker Mayfield, hoping this will entice them back or thinking that they're going to use the franchise tag on him, and he will be back, and there's nothing he can do about it, no matter how you want to slice it, Steve. A lot of these decisions are based on Baker Mayfield being under center this fall. Stephen Cohn even came out and said it. Uh, I can't believe he said it, but he said it pretty darn strongly. Uh, I think he said he's the reason I'm here. You can't say it any more plainly than that, Steve. So for people that think, well, I'm not sure Baker Mayfield's going to be back with the Bucks in 24. Steve, it, it sure looks it sure looks like they are planning to have him back any which way they can have him back. And quite frankly, Steve, when you look at it, do they really have a lot of other options? Picking 26th in the draft, Kyle Trask's thrown, what, 11 NFL passes or whatever. He seems to have all the leverage, Steve. He has it. I'm not saying he's exerting it necessarily, but they are catering to number six right now to a great degree. Yeah, absolutely, Ira. One thing I thought that was interesting, just as a little nugget, I didn't hear it mentioned, and then I went through the transcript, no mention. The word Trask was not heard at the news conference. Trask it wasn't even didn't even come out of the mouth of the offensive coordinator. You know, he didn't even say when he kept saying potentially, which it seemed like that was coached up into him. Keep whenever you refer to Mayfield, say potentially, potentially. But he didn't say potentially Baker or uh, Kyle Trask if Baker's not here. He he just it was just Baker, Baker, Baker. Didn't even say the word Trask. And you know, you've been around a little longer than I have, Ira. You're I'm sure that they told him and they answered his first question, which was, Will Baker Mayfield be the quarterback? And they said, Yeah, absolutely. If we, we can't sign him, we'll franchise him. So I think that's absolutely right, Steve. Steve, not only did he mention the tight end, which is not a great uh, position of strength at this point for this franchise. I mean, Otten, I think, is improving. He might be middle of the pack, which isn't terrible, but it's not a strength. And, of course, he mentions uh, one of the best tackles in football, which Tristan Wirfs is. So, Steve, he's talking about the offensive tackle and Kate Otten um, and, and no mention of the backup quarterback. Very interesting. I don't think uh, Trask is even in anybody's thoughts at this point, Steve. And like you just said, whether Mayfield wants to be here or not, and I think he does, Steve. I think he does, all things being equal. But uh, even if he doesn't, Steve, they're going to slap that tag on him, and he's not going anywhere. Absolutely, Ira. And uh, you know, so I just thought that was worth noting. And things are actually kind of looking down for Kyle Trask. And we bring this up because there are a lot of Kyle Trask fans out there. John Wolford was the backup quarterback in Los Angeles. So Liam Cohen has worked with John Wolford, who is the third string quarterback here. And he was the backup there. Maybe Cohen prefers this guy. Uh, over Trask and obviously he knows the offense and, and maybe helping Baker Mayfield uh, you know get up to speed even even more than he did previously and of course Wolford was there in 
2022 actually started one of the games and Mayfield came in like in the second series and that got him started. So interesting times for the backup quarterback, Sage. You know, we did hear about Bill Curry Ford. They're legends of the community. Start shopping now. BillCurryFord.com. But uh, prepare for the Super Bowl on Sunday with Big Storm Brewery's Tropic Pressure now in a 16-ounce case of 24. They used to just have the four-packs, Ira, but Tropic Pressure, one of the uh, original standbys there, fantastic, uh, kind of like a golden ale. It is uh, only $25 for a case of 16-ounce 24, which is phenomenal. So those are available at uh, the tap rooms, Odessa, Clearwater, Ebor City, and uh, you can also get a variety pack of the Big Storm Distilleries Vodka Sodas, also 25 bucks for a 24-pack. You can take home 20 chicken wings for 25 bucks. Chicken, you know, all kinds of specials. See all the specials by following Big Storm Brewing Company on Facebook and other social media. Each tap room has its own page. Ebor City, Orlando at the Amway Center, Clearwater, just south of Elmerton Road on 49th Street, and in Odessa, the website is bigstormbrewery.com. And, of course, you can see these Super Bowl specials at joebucksfan.com right there on the homepage. Ira, something to mention out of the news conference, which I really thought was almost the most important thing there as it relates to what you were talking about with Mayfield's new power, if you want to call it that. Cohn said, so I'll just quote from him, Ira. He says, now we're talking about, well, can we put a little more on the guys? Can we put a little bit more on the quarterback, the center, and some of the, those guys to be able to change the play and get us into really advantageous looks so that we run into better numbers and cleaner looks. That's something that I think these guys are eager for. Just talking to some of them right now, they're eager for more, and it's something that's our philosophy. So he's sitting there, Ira, talking about he's talked to some guys, and they want more control of the offense. Now, who's, who's that? He's talking to Baker. He's not talking to anybody else. Mike Evans isn't saying, we want, I want more control of the offense. Chris Godwin isn't saying, I want to be able to change the play. He's basically saying that Baker Mayfield feels that he wants more control at the line of scrimmage and to get the team into better looks and that that was probably a problem last year. Do you agree with that, Iron? What do you think of that? Well, Steve, what you're saying in essence is uh, not only is Mayfield wielding a lot of power in terms of front office decisions, uh, and coaching staff decisions, but he, he's in position to wield a, a lot more power during the game on the field. Now, Steve, he is experienced. You know, he, he's not Kyle Trask out there. Different uh, schemes, different philosophies, and he's pretty good at reading defenses. He, he is. So if he's willing to give Mayfield that kind of power, we'll see how it goes. Now, Steve, one thing, and I know you, you've done this too, I kind of looked at Mayfield's time with Cone. And number one, Steve, thing that jumps out at me. I mean, it wasn't very long. There's not a long sample size of Liam and Baker working together. Like you said, one game he didn't start and came in. I think he did start four games. Steve, he, he didn't light it up with the Rams. I mean, he didn't. Now, they were in disarray. Uh, I'll give him that. And the offensive line was in tatters. No question about it. They had one big game where they scored, I think, uh, 40 or 50 points, the Rams, with Mayfield. But I think um, they lost three out of the last five games. Mayfield started four of them. His numbers in the other four uh, four games were okay. I think he threw four touchdown passes in, in his five games with the Rams. I mean, I'm not trying to knock Mayfield uh, and, and what he did for Sean McVay. 
Steve. Well, let's not make it like he was lighting up the scoreboard, you know, working with Liam and, and Sean McVay. Cone is there because of Mayfield. Mayfield signed off on Cone. I'm assuming he didn't sign off on a guy like Thad Lewis, Steve. That That's my assumption. Unless Bowles had, uh, uh, suppose, uh, we'll know soon, Steve, because there's no guarantee Lewis is going to be back as the quarterback's coach now that they got a new offensive coordinator. We shall see. But I thought Thad Lewis was a strong candidate. He didn't work with Mayfield for five weeks, Steve. He worked for him, uh, uh, with him for, for uh, nine months, every day, basically, starting with training camp. And he was passed over for Cone. So read into that what you will. Steve, it wouldn't shock me if Thad Lewis moves on and uh, Cone gets his own uh, choice at the quarterback's coach. We shall see. But to your point, Steve, Mayfield's sitting pretty. And <laughs> I think it's worth repeating, Steve. I mentioned it last week. What, what a remarkable renaissance for Mayfield. Remarkable. I mean, less than a year ago. Less than a year ago. Nobody wanted the guy. Thus, he signs for a very cheap contract. Nobody wanted him. There was no suitors for Baker Mayfield. The Bucks took a shot on him, and they won the gamble for at least one year. And now he's helping them call the shots. It's, it's really a hell of a story about Mayfield and his uh, his resurrection, uh, his moxie. And I'll give him credit, Steve. He is one feisty son of a gun, and, and, and it's very infectious. I, I think the players in that locker room are going to be very happy that Mayfield's back under center. Yeah, no suitors for Mayfield as a starter, only here in Tampa. And, uh, you know, look, uh, Liam Cohen called him an igniter, talked about how uh, when Mayfield arrived in Los Angeles, he made football fun again, made practice uh, better, and just brought a competitive uh, state to the Rams. And understandably so. Mayfield was trying to make an impression. His career is on life support. Uh, I get it. But obviously we have to see. But one thing that uh, Cohen said, Ira, that, well, first I want to ask you this. Do you think Todd Bowles, just your gut feeling, Ira, you think Todd Bowles said to himself as it relates to Thad Lewis or anybody else, no more first-time play callers. I saw some mistakes. I didn't like the learning curve. I didn't like the adjustments. We got better. I love Dave Can- Canales, but you know what? No more first-time play caller for me. Cohen's called him for two years in college. He's had a good running game. He actually called them more years ago at, at other college stops, called plays. He had a good passing game. No more first-time play callers. I'm not going there, Steve. I'm not. I understand your point, and you, you, you can argue uh, that way. But it's not like Canales was a flop. He wasn't a flop. He, he wasn't, uh, you know, brilliant. But he was far from a flop. And by the end of the year, Steve, we've said it. You've said it yourself. The offense wasn't bad. Playoffs, Eagles. They didn't lose the Detroit game because the offense wasn't bad, Steve. They scored points. They moved the ball. They had over 400 yards of offense against the Lions. Mayfield had a big game. So I don't think Bowles looked at it like that. Okay. Uh, I I just don't. But I think the Mayfield factor was huge. Uh, If Mayfield would have heartily endorsed Thad Lewis, who did interview for the job, I think Thad Lewis would uh, be the offensive coordinator right now. I'm not saying Mayfield ripped him to shreds. I'm not saying Mayfield told Bowles get rid of him, but he preferred Cone. And I just think that's the way it is. We'll see how Canales does in Carolina. Boy, he doesn't have much to work with there, Steve. I I, I don't see that working out. But I, I don't think it's uh, where Bowles said, uh, I, I don't want another first-time play caller. I think Canales has some stuff to work with, and they'll sign some guys. Yeah, at least he's got a defense uh, that's decent. That's something to uh, – 
to build around. And But I'm not worried about them. That's the Panthers, Ira. Uh, Liam Cohen, adamant on WDAE radio after his news conference, Ira, did an interview there, asked about improving the Bucks running game and you know uh, that kind of thing. He called it twice. He said it's priority number one. Got to run the ball. Got to run the ball, right? You know, Todd Bowles was standing somewhere saluting. He was high-fiving. He was jumping in a pool. Priority one, run the ball, run the ball. Got to have a good running game. And, and of course, you know, it, it's obvious. Yeah, if you have to run a little bit. You might as well have a good running game because it makes everything better. But what's your gut on whether this guy Cohen is a uh, really a, a run schemer or a run-focused guy? Back when he was at the University of Maine, Ira, he did have the leading rusher in the nation, who I believe the guy was a freshman at the time and eventually transferred. And Cohen made the note that last year he had the second-best running game in the SEC. So we do know he can scheme a little bit, but uh, your thoughts on their desire and their focus on improving the running game and, you know, just also combining that with what you've seen from Sean McVay and, you know, how he's worked in the running game. Steve, I I had a visceral reaction to Cone's statement about uh, the importance of the running game. My thoughts immediately went to our comrade, Lee DeKemper, who happens to be in a hotel on the Vegas Strip. And I figured that the Kemper was probably following the news conference, you know, on his phone or on his computer. And Steve, my first thought. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Ira. It's 9 a.m. in Vegas when the news conference went off. You and I both know Lee caught it a little bit later after a night on the town. Well, I don't care when he caught it, Steve. But my first thought was I hope that the, the windows in his hotel room don't open. That, that That's what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> Please don't let those windows open because the Kemper's going crazy. He's already written about it, Steve. You know, he touches that nerve with the running game. Steve, we both know this. In theory, there's nothing wrong with a balanced offense. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with running the ball 25 times a game. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, the rules are are skewed to the passing game. And if you don't throw for uh, 64% completions, you're a screw-up now. Where uh, you used to throw for 54%, now it's 64%. Uh, That's just the way the game is, and everybody knows that. But, Steve, the Niners paid a handsome price to get Christian McCaffrey. Now, look, he's a very good target out of the uh, backfield, but he does most of the damage, you know, toting the football. There's no question about it. Uh, So the Niners don't think there's anything wrong with running the ball. Steve, the problem is they don't run it well. I mean, you know, how many times can we say it, the two of us? That's why I think they need upgrades big time. Uh, in the interior of the offensive line. I just don't think it's good enough. I don't think it's stout enough, whether it's Stinney or whoever plays left guard, uh, Hainsey in the center. I, I just don't see the push. Steve, I don't see the push. Yeah, White's at fault, but it's not all on White. There's too many guys getting in the backfield before the play's developing, slow developing runs. They're always between the tackles, not a lot of imagination. Steve, if they improve their efficiency in running the ball, uh, I don't even think our, our guy DeKemper w- would mind. You know, a, a 60-40 split between passing and running, 60 being the passing percentage on the snaps. But, Steve, they stink at running the ball. There, there's no getting around. They stink. They have stunk going back. You know, I don't want to go back all the way to Doug Martin because Leonard Fournette did some decent things. Steve and Ronald Jones had one good year for the Bucks, as you like to point out. But, Steve, the last two years, just, you know, every time I look up, Steve, it, it's second and eight. And that's just not fair to the uh, the quarterback and, and the offensive coordinator. They got they got to get a better run blocking unit 
They're okay on pass protection. Not great, but boy, they don't get a lot of push in the running game. And I'm including Wirfs in that, Steve. He has yet to overwhelm me as a run blocker. Yeah, we talked about fixing Wirfs in the last podcast and his uh, fall off as a run blocker. Florida's EliteRestoration.com, Ira, we're getting serious now. We've talked about that many times on the podcast. That is who you call when you have a disaster at your property any time of day. Mold, fire, flood, storm damage, whatever it is, you call Florida's Elite Restoration 24-7. Call them first before you call your insurance company so you don't get ripped off by your insurance company and give some sort of recorded statement and all kinds of things that are going to get you in trouble as in not getting the money that you need to get your property repaired that you've paid for with your expensive insurance. Florida's EliteRestoration.com, they're amazing phenomenal reviews you can see those online and uh, frankly we know them we love them let them know when you call that you heard about them from ira kaufman or joe bucks fan you'll get five hundred dollars back if you need their services maybe that's cash back or just money for your deductible florida's elite restoration.com get there today so you know what to do when disaster strikes sage um, cohen overall his energy. I know you said you liked him from the podium and all that. I've saw him do all his different interviews. You know, he's 38 years old. He should have plenty of energy. He seems sort of in a, I want to say he's in the Canalis mold, except I don't think he's as emotional. Like I don't see him crying at the podium like Canalis. I don't see, you know, him straying. I think he's a little more into the tough guy stuff. You know, his father was a football coach and player, grandfather football coach and player. And um, he talked about how his dad would sit in on on meetings, offensive meetings at the University of Kentucky and that they're going to have to dial that back in Tampa, which I thought was funny. He did emphasize toughness and he said, you know, usually the tougher team wins games. And I thought that was sort of a tip off that Todd Bowles probably told him, you know, we need to get tougher as an offense in the trenches, because that's what running the ball is. What what, what did you think? I, I think that's absolutely right. Toughness, I'm going to center. I'm going to left guard. I think Malk's uh, going to be okay at right guard. Uh, the tackles, I think, are in decent shape. Maybe need a little better depth behind it, but that's not a priority. Steve, I, I agree with you uh, about the toughness. Canales was also a man of faith. Steve, he mentioned faith a, a lot. Uh, I don't know that we're going to get that uh, from Cone. Steve, I'm going to take a little bit different tack here uh, on Liam uh, at this point. And you know me, Steve. I like to take pot shots sometimes at the local media, and it's well-deserved a lot of the time. I see people falling over backwards, Steve. They can't say enough. Home run by the Bucs. What a a call by Light and Bowles. Brilliant. Steve, I can't go there about Liam Cohn. I don't think anybody in the national media is calling this, uh, you know, a move for the ages. Uh, he's got a lot to prove. I mean, a lot to prove. We shall see. To me, he, he's almost as green as Canales. You know, yeah, he called some plays, this and that. But at least Canales has been in the, was in the league a long, long time, uh, absorbing uh, lessons from uh, uh, Pete Carroll. How much time did Cone spend with Sean McVay? So I just want to pump the brakes on Cone. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying he's a bad hire, Steve, but I, I can't say he's a home run at this point. And some of these other... Uh, some of these other outlets just falling over themselves to me, embarrassing themselves. <laughs> we do know. I'll go based on what we do know. He certainly seems qualified. Certainly that pedigree from Sean McVay is uh, legitimate. Certainly Sean McVay hiring him back 
at a higher status from assistant wide receivers coach. He hires him back as offensive coordinator, says a lot. But one thing that's on his resume that cannot be denied, and he was very clear. He, he dreamed of an NFL playing career. That didn't work out. He was a college quarterback for four years, a four-year starter at the University of Massachusetts. Then he turned everything toward coaching, and he didn't say, I want to be a head coach, but you know that that's where he is. And he said that uh, he left McVeigh because he wanted, you know, when you're not calling the plays, when you're not in charge, it's not the same. He wants to be in charge. He obviously wants to be a head coach. And with all his experience in the college ranks, I almost feel like, okay, maybe he won't get an NFL head coaching job, but would it surprise anybody if next thing you know, he's a college head, head coach next year? Forget about uh, the NFL prospects. I just feel like he's not long for Tampa. And we talked about this before. You can't worry about it. But I think the college part of it is something that didn't really hit me until yesterday. Steve, uh, in that regard, uh, I don't think he would take a college head coaching job unless it's a, it's a major school. He's not going to Toledo or McNeese State. And I think he might be in position if the Bucks have a good season uh, and the offense uh, is uh, at least uh, better than mediocre. I think he'd be a strong candidate. Now, Steve, having said that, I didn't see Canales getting a head coaching job. And, and you said you weren't that surprised. I, I was. I was. Uh, I thought he needed at least another year. Uh, again, the Bucks average 20 points a game, Steve. 20. I mean, it's better than 18. But, you know, it's middle of the pack. I think they were 15th in scoring offense. 20, 20th with a great kicker. Oh. 20th with a great oh. kicker. I, I thought it was 15th. You're right. All right. So it was 20 points a game. But Canales got a job. Steve, you never know. I mean... Now, it was unique because, Steve, my surmise, and I don't know this for a fact, I, I don't think the Carolina job was, was looked at as a coveted job. Uh, now, look, it's tough to, to turn down any head coach job when, when you're a coordinator or an assistant coach. It's hard. Uh, that's what you're gunning for, and uh, those jobs don't come open all that often. But, I, I, you know, working with Tepper, there's some questions about Bryce Young, Steve. Yeah, they got a good defense. They do. Good young defense. But for guys on the offensive side of the ball, I, I don't think it was that attractive a, a job. But Canales got it, and I don't blame him for taking it. But we'll see what happens with the Bucks this year. I don't know if Evans is going to be back, Steve, and if he's not. And I think there's a, a real possibility that he's not because I think Mayfield going to end up with the franchise tag. That's my opinion rather than Evans. If Evans is gone and Godwin gets promoted to one and you don't know who's number two and they pick 26th, all of a sudden, you know, the targets for Mayfield, uh, all, all of a sudden, questionable. Questionable. Cone would have his work cut out, Steve. So at that point, I, I don't think it's crazy for Cone to attract a, a major college job. But, Steve, he won't take a middle-of-the-line college job uh, after he's the OC of, of an NFL team. Sage, uh, the Bucks hired Kevin Carberry as their new offensive, offensive line coach. Now, no surprise, he was the Rams' offensive line coach in 2022 when Cohen was there, but he doesn't have a, a spectacular resume, and he was the assistant offensive line coach with the Saints last year behind uh, a guy that you know very well who was their offensive line coach, Doug Marone, long-established O-line coach and would have been a very interesting hire here in Tampa given all, all of his experience uh, as a head coach and a play caller, you know, maybe helping Cohen out a little bit. But um, here comes Carberry. I don't know if he's good or not. Maybe he's great. Unknown. What are your thoughts there? Do you think Todd Bowles kind of had to give 
Cohen at least one of his own hires here to sort of uh, let him flex his muscles as the OC because it looks like they're going to keep several of the other coaches. I got four words uh, in response to that, Steve. That, that's a Cohen hire. I, I can't imagine if, if Cohen hadn't gotten the job uh, as coordinator that uh, Todd Bowles is picking uh, this guy to be the line coach. Steve, I remember uh, way back when I was starting in the business, people say, write, write what you know, write what you know. Well, Steve, the same thing applies to football hires, uh, sports hires in general. Hire who you know, Steve. Cohen's comfortable with this guy. Bowles, I don't think, really knows him very well. So you, you throw Cone a bone, uh, so to speak, Steve, as you put it, and you let him uh, get somebody that he's comfortable with. Uh, I'll tell you what, Steve, this guy's got his work cut out because the interior of that offensive line, it needs work, Steve. I, I don't think they're coming back with the same five starters. And by the way, Steve, one thing, and I always bring it up, Steve, I'm the only one that brings it up. Well, why do I got to get the wrath of uh, Buck fans? Because I'm the only one that mentions these things, Stevie. Why? So after I mention this thing, I want you to weigh in on it. But, Steve, I'm, I'm always the guy that says, wait a minute, the offensive side of the football, 17-game season, two playoff games, basically, basically, no injuries, none, zero, zero on the offensive side of the ball. How does that happen, Steve? How does that happen? And, and it's happened more than one year. I, I don't know how the Bucks do it. But as far as the offensive side of the ball, Mayfield, Wurfs, White, Evans, Godwin, Otten, Gedeke, uh, do I have to keep going? McLaughlin, uh, Camarda, Steve, no injuries, nothing, zero. So put that in perspective because, you know, that can't go on, Steve. You, you can't count on that. And the O-line, I don't like the depth. I don't like some of the starters. They're going to have to whip that unit into shape. I don't think it's good enough, Steve. I just don't think it's good. Uh, a little bit harsh there, Ira. A little bit harsh. Well, first, Matt Filer got hurt starting a left guard. He would have missed. His injury would have cost him two or three games. But they went to Stinney, and Stinney turned out to be better. So the depth was, was good, and uh, it was pretty seamless there. So I'll give him that. Yeah, the injury situation, no, it's not going to last forever. Even, you know, it's final year, even Donovan Smith got hurt. Ali Marpet had injury years. It just happens. And, uh, and, and of course, Jensen. You know, that that happens. But I don't know if they how much they have to fix there. But you know, we'd all like to see an upgrade from Robert Hainsey. Will they make that investment? Do they feel that's a priority? That I'm not sure about. Uh, but this guy, uh, Carberry, the O-line coach, he has an interesting background. He was a defensive lineman. You know, sort of a backup in the NFL, nothing special player, played in NFL Europe, then transitioned to coaching offensive line, uh, was an assistant offensive line coach with the Cowboys and with the Redskins and worked under Bill Callahan. And, uh, you know, Sean McVay hired him as the O-line coach for a couple of years uh, when he won a Super Bowl. So it's not like he uh, he doesn't have experience, but it's not this one of these longtime guys. No reason to think he's not any good, but like you said, a Liam Cohen hire. No question about it. Steve, I, maybe I'm being too rough on the O-line, but the last two years, you know, I'm looking at two different quarterbacks. Uh, I'm looking at healthy bodies uh, on that side of the ball. And they don't score a lot of points, Steve. They just have not scored a lot of points now. I'll, I'll say it again. By the end of the season, the offense was doing better. It was doing better. And now Canales is going to talk about your timing. But um, if I'm picking a weak spot, Steve, I'm looking at the interior of the offensive line as, as a run-blocking unit. 
it's been a problem, Steve. There's no question. It's been a problem. Yeah, on the upside, the O-line is young, super young. You take out Stinney, and I think they were all 25 and under this year, which is very, very rare. They should be getting better, more time working together. But now new offense, new O-line coach, you know, some of that continuity, at least a piece of it, falls apart a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, Sage. Uh, any other thoughts about Cohen, Ira? Otherwise, we'll get out of here and come back with our Super Bowl edition with Leah. Anything strike you, hit you, come to you, anything like that? Well, Steve, I'm, I'm going to introduce myself to Cohen up front and personal, and you're going to help me because he's going to sit down and do our podcast, Stevie, uh, in Indianapolis, along with several other uh, Buck coaches. And we are going to have a good old time in Indy. And you got me a spot on Radio Row, Steve. I appreciate it. And the guests are going to flow. And uh, it's going to carry us through uh, quite a bit of the offseason. Steve, I'm interested in, uh, in meeting Mr. Cohn personally because he seems kind of refreshing. Canales is tough to beat at the podium, Steve, but uh, this guy's made a good first impression. Yeah, what are the odds, are that you say to Cohen, hey, I got a son your age. <laughs> and, and, and I got a backhand better than yours, Cohen. Let's get on the tennis court. <laughs> I, got, go. I got bunions older than you, mister. <laughs> uh, hey, Ira, no, seriously, uh, regarding uh, Liam Cohen's dad sitting in, in on meetings, I had a question for you with that. Uh, but first, I want to thank again Florida's Elite Restoration.com. We heard about them. Florida's Elite Restoration, your first phone call when you have a disaster at your property, 24-7. Get that free estimate from them as to what's happening at your property. Big Storm Brewery, check out JoeBucksFan.com to see all about their Super Bowl specials. And uh, the big guns over at the giant, Bill Curry Ford. Shop now, BillCurryFord.com. Don't forget the Ira Kaufman discount from GM Sean Sullivan himself. Uh, Ira, could you just see Liam Cohen's dad sitting in a meeting? Yeah, let, we're just going to guess. Let's just say the guy's 73 years old, and, and he's an old football coach. He's got a lot of opinions, and he speaks up in a meeting, and Tom Moore looks at him and says, young man, how about you shut the hell up? That's fantastic. And if I join those two and make it a, a holy trinity, uh, we'll be talking about Don Hudson and a couple of plays he made in 1941, Steve. Is that Kate Hudson? <laughs> Don Hudson, baby. Uh, Steve, we'll be back later in the week, uh, maybe maybe even joined by our friend in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, we, will, we will be. We'll, we will be. All right, Sage, see you soon.